Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Fear and then we talk about it. This is page 520. Yourself the trouble, if you want. I know a lady here who's no shame to look at. Might be willing to brighten up your evening. He started to look around the room. No, I put my hand on my arm to stop him. I was just curious, that's all. I sounded insincere and I knew it. Thanks for filling me in. Nothing to it. He carefully got to his feet. Oh, I said as if a thought had just occurred to me. Could you do me a favor? He nodded and I gestured him closer. I'm worried Hespy might end up talking about our job for the mayor. If the bandits here were hunting them, things will get ten times harder. A guilty look flashed across his face. I'm pretty sure she wouldn't mention it, but you know how women like to talk. I understand, he said quickly as he stood up. I'll talk to her. Better to be careful. The hawk-faced fiddler finished his jig, and everyone clapped and stomped and pounded empty mugs on their tables. I sighed and rubbed my face into my hands. When I looked up, I saw Martin at the table next to mine. He touched his fingers to his forehead and nodded a small salute. I gave a slight seated bow. It's always nice to have an appreciative audience. That's the page and the chapter. I've been Nick. I'm always Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And we've been Paige. <laughs> Get out of here. You can't fool me. A with joke this. that's always funny. It only gets like all jokes. It only gets funnier the more we do it. When Quoth calls Dayton over, he is calling him over to chew him out about telling everybody their business, and then he has to scramble to talk about something else because Dayton's like, "You're not. You didn't call me over here to nag me, did you?" And Quoth goes, "No, of course I didn't." And then he gets into this whole shaggy dog story about Losi, and you, as the reader, might be wondering. Oh, well, now Quoth's not going to actually be able to solve the... He's temporarily solved the problem of Dayton not mouthing off to everybody. But as soon as this conversation's over, Dayton's going to go back to talking to people at the bar about how they're hunting bandits. But of course, Quoth is thinking quick enough on his feet that he can bring up what he actually wants Dayton to do in a way that won't make Dayton feel like he's being chastised like a child by telling Dayton... Can you tell Hespy not to do this? Because that would be a dumb thing to do. And I don't think she would do it, but just in case. This is a tactic I have used in my real life where I will go, I know you know not to do this, but can you just pass this information on to the other? It's it's not exactly this, but in game design, there's a principle like this where if, if there's a rule that gets broken a lot, you turn that rule into somebody's power. So like one class or one player gets a power that's a common rule break. And that way they end up being the one who's sort of the referee saying, no, 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 you you can't do that because that's what I get. I personally never would have thought of the trick he uses. And I think it's extremely clever. And Quoth is a clever, clever boy. And it's great. <laughs> Jordana, how do you feel about the line, you know how women like to talk? I understand why it's there. And I sort of see it as... Like, of course, as a lady, I hate it when people say that. But I understand why Quoth is using it in this sense. And I choose to believe that Quoth does not think that women like to talk any more or less than men. He is simply using it in this situation because it is a common term that plays well to his advantage. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. This is not a thing that Quoth believes. But Dayton believes it, and Quoth knows that Dayton thinks this way. You know, even to be, if we can be more charitable to Dayton and more tactical to Quoth, Quoth is taking the position 
of a small-minded person who thinks this way. And so Dayton, if he is a little more broad-minded, gets to go, ah, oh, yeah, but I know better than you. But of course, you're just a small-minded guy. Mm-hmm. Either way, it works. Yeah. But I don't think any of us are suggesting that this is a, a belief that Quoth actually holds. And I don't think it's written in a way that would make us believe that. So I, it doesn't bother me. No, it's not. But it's one of those moments where, as as you know, if a writer puts anything in a book, it means they hold that belief very, very strongly. Yes. Well, there was a great uh, uh, post on, on a social media site uh, that my partner and I are constantly saying to each other, which is like, just to make it absolutely clear, in my book, I'm going to follow up every thing that a bad guy does with a thing in brackets. This is bad. Do not do so that you know for sure what things are bad and what things the author does not endorse in the book. Very important to do in today's day and age. What we're actually getting that is getting at is like, we know that Quoth doesn't believe this a, because we've spent enough time with him as a character to know that to the extent that he does hold less progressive attitudes or misogynist attitudes, they are like unconscious biases on his part. And he probably would never be the kind of person who says them out loud, but also in the context of the sentence that he's saying to Dayton, where he's being facetiously uh, solicitous it's just obvious that like it's part of his patter. It's not actually a thing he's saying sincerely because nothing he's saying here is, is sincere. He's being condescending and Dayton doesn't recognize that because he's too drunk to recognize that. Hmm. I don't know if I read condescension, but he is condescending to Dayton, but what he's saying is condescending to Hespi who's not present. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That, sorry. I somehow missed that, but yes. I agree, but I also don't think that it's going to get back to Hespi in the long run anyway. Like, I don't think he's actually, I don't think Dayton's actually going to go talk to Hespi about it. A little more character development occurs on this page where Martin clocks that he's done this and we see Martin gesture him respect. Martin says, you know, that was well handled. That was a good bit of leadership. Mm -hmm. And I think Quoth values Martin's opinion. Mm -hmm. I think Quoth recognizes and respects Martin. And so... Having a bit of this is probably a bit of a warm blanket after the uh, the L's he's taken recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we can tell by his body language that he's kind of taking a hit from it, like when he rubs his face with his hands. Like he's kind of had it. <laughs> yeah, well, because he, I think that's him like kind of being like, man, that was a close one. I could have really bollocked up my relationship with Dayton if I hadn't been thinking on my feet. Pat yourself on the back, both. A thing you never do. <laughs> <laughs> Like all gifted kids, he craves the validation of adults to tell him what a good special boy he is. And uh, that's deeply relatable to me. So I love that. I mean, I don't think, I think that's like a most people crave other people's like. Yeah, but gifted kids are more special. Gifted kids (laughs) just crave it more, Jordana. No, no, I do (laughs) think there is a distinction between the average kid. Because like lots of kids rebel against adults when they're teenagers and don't want the approval of authority figures. They, if anything, want to tick those authority figures off. When a kid has been told all their life that they're special, then that's how they receive validation. And speaking from experience, you start to crave that validation and get very despondent when you don't get it and when you think that you have failed in some sense. Mm. So I think that Quoth is the fantasy version of a gifted kid. That that I agree with, actually. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't. I don't think you could more succinctly sum up Quoth's character. That is a great way to elevator pitch that character. Is there anything else to say about <laughs> this? Gifted kid goes to magic school. Chapter? I feel like Jordana might have something to say. 
I do. It is the end of a chapter. This chapter was called Penny's Worth. I assume that has something to do with... Do they ever say the word Penny's Worth? Yes, it's the name of the inn. Oh, okay. Well, I was also thinking that it had to do with... Because they had that talk about money. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with that. But this is actually a clue that the book is tied into the larger DC universe. Because uh, oh, no, whoever, no, 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 whoever no. owns this inn must be an ancestor or a relation of uh, Alfred Pennyworth, who is, of course, Batman's faithful butler. Man, I can't even be mad at you because I like Batman a lot, but also Jeremy. That's right, Jordana. You're not allowed to be mad at me. It's illegal to be mad at me. This is one of the rare chapters where I'm having a hard time coming up with a second meaning for the title. Maybe like you get your pennies worth. When you buy a room at the inn? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you can't force it. You know, either it has obvious multiple meanings or it has one meaning. I mean, usually I can force it pretty well, but this I one... feel like there might be a meaning we're missing. Uh, maybe. Listeners, if you can figure out a meaning for Penny's Worth, write in and tell us. As we mentioned uh, several days ago, we are still fresh and new smooth newborn babe skin in the podcast realm uh since we returned from our why are we just skin? just skin just floppy skin <laughs> no bones as we returned from our little break and so our mailbags are dry so why don't you send us a letter and we'll read it and you can start by telling us what pennies worth means uh it's not alfred who's Pennyworth. uh there's no s go to hell i've been nick again i'm always Jordana. and i'm jeremy and we've been page of the wind Bye.